Hey friends, I'm Shawna, your nerdy girlfriend from simpleonpurpose.ca and welcome to Simple Saturdays. Simple Saturdays is an email newsletter and podcast that comes out every two weeks. The whole purpose of it is to drop in your inbox, drop in your ears and remind you to simplify your life and live it on purpose. If you're in Canada like me, you are so thankful spring is here. The windows are open, the doors are open, the neighborhood kids are running in and out and eating all the snacks. There's bikes on the cul-de-sac, things are turning green, and it just feels different. Spring feels different. Things are blossoming, and I know I always go there with these kinds of things, but it's just such a beautiful time to think about how we're waking up those sleepy parts of ourselves and how this kind of really exciting time that we can start taking action and you know pivoting and redirecting and really digging into things it's a really exciting time spring it's kind of like the second new year's in a way and I just want to encourage you guys that if there's something you've been thinking about taking action on this year harness the energy of spring to get it done and taxes. Get those done too. <laughs> the first thing that I want to dig into with you guys are three parenting books that have changed my mothering. And I have not been in the parenting game long, only eight years, I'm not a parenting expert. I've tried and failed and tried and failed. And one thing I look to are other moms for advice and lots of online reading about parenting and some really great books have come across my table and I'm sharing three of them in a really big blog post and I'll link to it in the show notes. I'll give you a couple of my highlights. One of them is called Never Say No and the name, it's going to sound off-putting. Give it a chance. This book is all about how to manage kind of that baggage you bring into your own family unit and raising kids with character and confidence. When we say no to our kids, and we all say no to our toddlers and our children all the time, right? But we can start thinking about what we're saying no to and why we're saying no to it. And it's often because, for me, I have this comfort, I have this routine, I don't want it disrupted, I don't want to go take the extra time, I don't want to deal with the extra mess. And this book helps me to think about what am I saying no to? I'm saying no to them trying something or building something or making something or creating or doing something. When I am saying no, I'm also saying no to the opportunity that allows them to do these things. When we're kids and we're curious and we're creative, these are such important parts of helping us learn who we are, listening to that little voice inside and practicing the actions from that voice, doing the thing, making the thing, showing up for other people. It is helping us build up confidence and character in the way that we were made. And I reflect on my own upbringing and I think I listened to that and it was gradually shut down in childhood. Then you go off to high school and you start kind of listening to everyone else's voice. And then you become an adult and you start reflecting on, I, I'm not really authentic to myself. I'm, there's things that maybe I want to be doing that I'm not doing. I've just kind of done what everyone else has done over the past years. And adulthood is a time to really unearth that voice again and start tuning our ears to our heart and listening closer. So I love the focus of this book. I think the book is really the reason why there's Legos everywhere in our kitchen. My kids are like dressed up crazy, but they feel awesome and I tell them they look awesome and why there's like crap supplies everywhere or we're just going on a random Tuesday to bring someone bananas. I, I just try to say yes more in ways that they're going to maybe fail, but also try and try to just be who they were made to be and listen to themselves closer. 
The next book, and I've written about it before in a really big post, and I'll link that, is Raising an Emotionally Intelligent Child, written by John Gottman. So first and foremost, this book puts you face-to-face with your own emotional intelligence. How mindful am I about how I'm feeling, how that feeling is making me act, um, taking control and responsibility over my emotions and how they make me act. And in the book, it describes four parenting styles in how we feel about our kids' negative emotions, anger, sadness, frustration, and how we react to them. The first one is the disciplining parent, the parent who sees um, negative behavior as a form of misbehavior and would send them to timeout or punish them or kind of criticize them or berate them for that negative emotion and what's happening because of it. The next one is the dismissive parent. So the parent who kind of minimizes it, downplays it, they just want to get that um, negative emotion out of the way. You're okay. It's fine. Let's move on. And then there's the laissez-faire parent who really maybe just avoids the negative emotion. They will brush it off or they'll just kind of say, oh, they're just getting it all out. They don't offer guidance to their kid in, in, in becoming more emotionally intelligent. And the final option, which is the one, of course, the book tells us that we should like try and do is emotional coaching. So emotional coaching is getting down to listen to those feelings validating them, empathizing with them, and then offering them guidance on how to process them in healthier ways. And when I was reading this book, I was really going through this with my kids. I was realizing, and I learned this in the Enneagram as well, that anger or kind of an aggressive emotion like anger or frustration is something that I felt was almost unacceptable. And I would usually discipline it in my kids and make no space for it. And what the book taught me is that anger, well, yes, we know now it's a secondary emotion. It's telling us there's something underneath, something else is happening. It's not just that they're angry, there's something more to it. But the book really helped me see that when they're feeling these negative emotions, it's an invitation for me to come in and get closer to them through the role of emotional coach, um, through the role of mother, like just showing up in their space and talking to them and not making them feel shameful or crazy or out of line, just listening and helping them guide, like work through that. What are the options? How can we do this in a healthy way? You can't like hit your brother because of that. What else can you do? And giving them better problem solving skills. And you know, this is a lot of why I love life coaching because emotional intelligence is just like this foundation that we need in our lives to be mindful of how we're feeling, how it's making us act and problem solve better ways to process what we're feeling. Um, I shared in the blog post and I'll share it here on the podcast that this book really transformed one of the relationships I have with my kids. Um, for years, they were getting more and more angry, disrespectful, and I was getting angry. I was getting disrespectful. I was totally at a loss. I would just like raise up my hands. I had I would send them to their room and then Google how to deal with them. I just had no clue. I felt totally just devastated that we might not have this warm and respectful relationship. And I read this book and I started using these tools and it was a lot of work to get them to trust me in this role in their lives, but eventually they did and eventually they started coming to me for more help and trusting me. And it also 
made me desire to um, pour into them more and make like one-on-one time with them, have like dates with them. And that changed everything. I mean, this is something I had prayed for years that God would change my child's heart. And this book gave me strategies to help change my heart to them. And when I made that change, they had the space and security to make the change back. And I think it just really comes down to what we all want. We all want empathy and not shame. Whew, heavy stuff, I know. (laughs) So if you wanna dig in more to the three books and uh, more detail about what I loved about them, there's a link in the show notes for the three books that changed my mothering. Let's move on to a simple life. And a while ago, I was discussing the concept of future self with my coaching client. And we talk about um, what will life be like for our future self. And I had this notion for a long time and I could see it in my client that, oh, I just hope they're happy. I hope that they're doing all the things that I say I want to do and that they're just living a really like vibrant and happy and healthy life. And the link that I was missing is that what I do today in my life is the life my future self has. And I told my client the same thing I needed to hear. Your future self has whatever you give her today. She doesn't have some magical wisdom or a quick fix or some kind of grand inheritance that suddenly made life what you dreamed of. She has the hard work that you have put in now. And it is so helpful to know what you hope for, what you want for your future self. You need that destination. You need that that vision of what you're working towards. Otherwise, you're just going to be wandering around aimlessly, wondering why your life isn't what you want it to be. So get clear on what you want for your future self. Then start making daily decisions that support that and contribute to that. This is the main content of the Life on Purpose workbook. And the way that we can break it down as moms, and this was my experience um, when all my kids were toddlers, and to remind you, I had all three in three and a half years. And I was going through what moms of toddlers go through, survival mode, crafts, snack, diapers, cleaning, on repeat, like felt like a hostage. And as most mom of toddlers do, they've gone through the baby stage and now they kind of want to get back out into life. They long for, you know, improving their health, better home management, um, leveling up their parenting. But all I could do in my case were little things. And I had the quote, do something for that your future self will thank you for written on the chalkboard in my hallway. And every day I would look at it and it would remind me I have a little opportunity in my day to do something that I will be glad I did in the future. And sometimes it was drinking a glass of water, taking the kids for a walk, scrubbing the toilet. It was all I had space for, but it felt good to feel like I was contributing to this long game I desired for myself. There's a whole book devoted to this called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And the essence is that everything we do repeatedly time and time again, it doesn't just have a cumulative effect on our lives. It has a compound effect. For instance, if you insult your husband every night, you're going to have a compound effect of deteriorating your relationship. Likewise, swapping the afternoon snack for a donut to an apple will have a compound effect of building up a healthier body. So there are things you can do. You can pack school lunches the night before. You can eat a vegetable. You can skip social media and go to bed earlier. You can declutter a bathroom drawer. You can reach out to a friend. Every single day, you have little chances to build into the life you want. The little choices you make in your daily life will have a compound effect and build up and support your future self. She will have what you give her today, and it doesn't have to be big. It's little things that add up over time. 
All right, to wrap up, I want to let you know about a May Instagram photo challenge I'm going to be hosting for a photo a day. And if you've ever participated in a photo a day challenge, you'll know that they're a really great way to be intentional about how you're using social media. They're a great great way to connect with other people of the same interests. One thing I love about them is they change me through the month because all of the prompts are kind of like the lens that I see the world through. And it helps me just to see new things or realize new things that are right in front of me because I'm looking at them with this prompt in the back of my mind for the month. So there's a link in the show notes to the graphics. You can share them on social media, share them with your friends. And I hope I will see you on Instagram for hashtag me on purpose, the photo a day challenge. I'm so glad you are here for another simple Saturday. I love to hear from you guys when you tell me that the email or the podcast is just like a little break in your day, a coffee break that we can share together. I love to hear from you. So if you're on the email newsletter, hit reply. Let me know what Simple on Purpose is looking like in your life. And if you like the Simple Saturdays podcast, please share it with a friend and leave a rating and review in your podcast player. I appreciate it. Have a great week.